the second question is purpose of integral health this is very good so ordinarily because a lot depends on the purpose so very often people want to be healthy why they want to be healthy because they don't like suffering or um, you know because they want to enjoy life well enjoyment is even ayurveda says that you must be in a state of good health to you know be happy with life so it is true that if one is healthy one is happy so this is the bare minimum but in integral yoga a healthy body is a prerequisite for transformation uh, shobhinder and the mother gave so much importance to health at various levels that there is a letter of niroda that when somebody would be taken in the ashram he asked shobhinder that uh, you know i think we should do a thorough checkup before taking into the ashram so that uh, uh, you know um, with regard to physical health and other other things and shobhinder's reply is that yes it is true we should do it in a you know he uses the word million that we should be so careful a million times we should be vigilant before we just let somebody in because the forces that act here are very intense there are stories of uh, shobhinder and the mother where people people like dilip kumar roy they were asked to stay away it's later on that's a long story but you know it's a sh- short period of time so i'm not going into that um, another classic story is chitranjan das who had fought shurbindo's case and he came here and he wanted to take the yoga and now imagine you know he is the one who has fought the aliput trial and shurbindo tells him that uh, i cannot give you this yoga why because your body cannot take it it will break down under the pressure of the yoga so uh, people wonder that how can you know yoga is supposed to set the balance right so how can it you know your body break down under the pressure but he of course said that i can help you wherever you are you will receive my help and it is understood that in the lives to come he is a soul which is here marked for the yoga now why this because here the purpose is very different here the purpose is not to maintain the status quo of the body and mind if that was the purpose there are several yogas which teaches how to align but here the purpose is the progressive evolution of the mind the heart the life force and the body body itself it has to follow the rhythm of a universal progress until man is transmuted loses his kinship with humanity and is transmuted into another being a new being um, and through that process we have establish a divine life in a divine body so because of this now the forces that are going to operate in fact not only upon human beings have taken to yoga now because the supramental consciousness is manifested upon earth and it's increasing its action so it is having a, a worldwide impact as well there was a time when people asked the mother that mother uh, so many people are going mad here and there then she says very uh, half cryptically i have heard that there are a lot of people going mad in america then she says for the moment it's a good thing why because the old equilibrium gets broken now this is not reestablishing the old equilibrium that is like the old humanity but it is to ascend to a new equilibrium now that is a very difficult situation we are in the process of a transition whole of humanity receptive sections of humanity who have the urge for progress are in the process of transition it's not only those who outwardly profess that we are taking up the yoga the mother has used the word wherever and whoever is receptive to the new forces 
One may not use the word yoga. One may not know about super mind. One may not even know about Mother and Shirobindo. But one may feel the need for something higher, something greater. Just like a thirst for progress. And these forces will start having an impact and helping you to move in that direction. Now, if part of us is open and the other part resists, there is going to be a terrible conflict. Now, I'll give an example. Take for instance that uh, very often people who are very well, they are not much of a you know thinking kind of humanity but they just happy-go-lucky and they are well adapted with their bodies and they generally lead a uh, you know relatively healthy life provided they don't have uh, certain habits. But the moment the mind comes in, why? Because mind has started drawing up energy which goes into the nourishing of the body. Now it it has started drawing that energy upward into mental thought, into uh, many kinds of mental creativity. So now that same energy which was feeding the body and maintaining a good health and equilibrium starts feeding the mind. On top of it now, mind wants to also rule upon the body. So now mind starts dictating what you should do and what you should not do. And the mind doesn't have a means of knowledge. So what happens, the body starts getting confused. There was a very good equilibrium between the body and the vital that gets disturbed as the mind gets active. Take a simple example. Mother uses this, um, uh, in fact, anecdote. She says when she had come, uh, they saw that how villagers in India, they take uh, bath in a pool and, you know, uh, the cattle are also uh, taking a bath there and the water is very dirty and they would drink the same water. And she said, and they would remain fine. And then she said, but if somebody told them that this water, if you drink, you can get cholera. And she gives example of places. Then, well, they would die. All of them would die because it's not just one person. One person having cholera. Oh my God, all of us will get cholera and all of us, all of them, you know, succumb to the illness. So there is a kind of harmony which we find in the simplicity of life. But then we can't go back to that. She makes it very clear. Because we are here to go further. We have entered the mental evolution. We can't go back to the old simplicity of the village life. We all have grown up, you know, drinking water from the well. We never thought of, you know, all these filters. They are very modern things. But that time we have all grown up. We never knew, I mean, all these viruses. Uh, so much must be happening around. Nobody studied, nobody knew. Uh, people had a little illness. Now this, you know, mental labeling was not there. So there was a big advantage. Now because of the labeling of the mind, the mind trying to control everything, eat this, don't eat this. Earlier it was like a very simple understanding within which people lived. And it worked very well. So now the coming of the mind disturbed the balance of the vital um, uh, humanity and of course the animal life. So, we see new kinds of diseases came up. Now, we have textbooks of diseases. Earlier, there were few doctors, few hospitals, few diseases. So, now we have a whole textbook of diseases. whole, And they are multiplying incidentally with more and more research, more and more manipulation because that's how the mind operates. So, it's not that we can go back to that. Now, we have to go beyond the mind. So, when we go beyond the mind, then again a new element is introduced into the system. It's like two people are living in a room and they are very happy. They have tried and adjusted to each other. Then a third person one comes. Who is the third person? The baby. Now when the baby comes in a house, if I ask a question, who really controls the house? <laughs> Isn't it? So baby is a baby. 
So who controls the house? Still the baby controls the house. Why? Because the baby has come. Everything begins to start getting rescheduled, reorganized. The old routine changes. And when the baby grows up, who controls the house? Baby. Because by then you are getting old. So the spiritual element is like a baby. The moment it enters, things start getting organized around it. See, people who don't turn to spiritual life, they have one set of conflicts which are mostly about outer life. So what are the conflicts? Somebody who has not taken to spiritual life. The conflicts are whether I should take up this job or that job. Will it give me more money or less money? These are the conflicts. Whether I should have this neighbor or that neighbor. Whether I should marry this person or that person. It's based on purely outer things. But the moment you take to spiritual life, a new field of conflict opens. I am doing this action. Is it the right thing to do? Is it the good thing to do? Is it going to help me? Now it doesn't stay with right and wrong. Even an evolved humanity thinks of right and wrong. Now it comes to its impact upon my spiritual life. Things which were considered as normal. They become a problem because you are trying to ascend. So you have to transcend these things. So the moment a spiritual element comes, the whole life begins to get reorganized. So the old balance is disturbed and a new balance is yet to come. There is a time when the mental control is taken away. This is a letter of Shirobindo. He describes it very interestingly. And normally we live our life according to mental control. So we have a framework within which we operate. Now there comes a time when this mental control is taken away, but the full psychic and spiritual control has not yet emerged. So there are various kinds of disequilibrium during that period. So this is one part. But when the spiritual element grows, like when the baby grows, then it will start controlling. So you see it is like this. When the baby is small, it controls the household by default but when the baby is bigger he controls the household in a different way so when the baby is small it's helpless weak it cannot do anything parents are doing everything nurturing the baby and the baby you know has is at their mercy yet the baby is indirectly controlling but when the baby is grown up when parents can't pay a bill based on you know paytm or anything they look at the you please can you do it and he says it is as simple as that so the same thing happens with the spiritual evolution so because we have entered into the evolution spiritual and psychic evolution we have to understand that we are being exposed to new kinds of forces as a result of which even resistances which were held within are coming up because there is a you know the mental shield is broken as it were and hence new kinds of possibilities but new kinds of difficulties are going to emerge in man's individual as well as in his collective life and we have to go through that challenge and the purpose of integral health is precisely to help us navigate through this evolutionary challenge in which we are now caught up so we are caught up in an evolutionary struggle to sum it up on one side there are forces of an ascending evolution constructive forces on the other side as a reaction and revolt there are forces of a completely opposite kind which were you know uh, at bay they have also started rushing into the field and therefore now integral health is a means it's a art by which we navigate through this new kind of conflict which humanity is experience one last example must have seen in olden times there used to be a system of hafta so what was hafta there were some local dons mawalis now they do it in the name of puja so uh, just before puja they'll come and take chanda you know donation so um, 
बट थिंग इज कि दे ऑल्सो विल टेक केयर ऑफ यू अगेंस्ट अदर गुंडास Now they are the ones who will save you, even if police comes and does excesses and other. So you are actually feeding the gundas to safeguard you against the gundas. Okay. So now imagine in a place you feel it's not a good system. So one man raises the voice. Now, up till now, what were people doing? The business people, the household, they were giving some money to buy peace. and life was peaceful but it's not the correct thing to do it's not the right thing so one person says no no this is not the right system so we have movies based on that and one police officer says i'm going to change the system now the peace of everybody is disturbed because now a new balance has to come which is more in sync with you know the dignity of man so something similar happens in our normal life that because we are in impact with the new forces these forces these gundas who were saying nothing you were paying them money and when you walked past them they would also you say hello and they would say hello now they don't say hello because now they look into you as an enemy you are trying to upset their rule so these forces of a higher order are upsetting the reign of many forces forces of death ignorance unconsciousness falsehood so they are fighting back a last ditch effort so this is the dimension which shrobindo opens us in a completely very different landscape from the way we understand life and that's why we see many new problems and challenges coming up in our uh, individual life uh, social life national life and of course uh, world life